Hey Hugs, just a reminder before you get into the show that we have merchandise, yes, and you can find it on our Ugly Truth website. There's a little tab, you can click on it, and then you can peruse to see all of our styles. You can grab a mug or a sticker. We have hoodies and t-shirts, pretty much anything you would want to show your pride for being an Ugly Truth listener. Thank you so much for supporting us. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to The Ugly Truth. This is episode 513. Ugh! Ugh! It has been weeks since I've uttered that word. That reminded me of a dream I had last night. I don't know why I was dreaming this. I was trying to do like my highest note. Oh, in your dream? <laughs> yeah, and Olivia was like, Mom, that's really high. And I was like, ah! <laughs> I don't know why that was weird in life, but... Uh, yes, yeah. so we are back with both of us together. Briefly, we're not going to get into it because it's just too difficult. But ironically, well, it's basically been absorbing everyone's life. So. When they say that sisters share everything, it is no joke. I don't know what the deal is, but both Paula and I lost a father-in-law. Yeah, I know. Mine most recently, yours a few weeks ago. And honestly, with the upheaval and the grief and the planning and all of the difficulties, we just went, you know what, family first, we have to focus. And it's been incredibly unpleasant and sad. But producer Dub was like, are you guys going to record? Because you really need to give me something fun to do. And we're like, fuck yeah, I'll record. (laughs) Amongst our grief and traveling and, uh, you know, ice storm and, you know, children mourning and all that stuff yeah we'll we'll find something fun weeping children (laughs) so not to mention you know i I have a a major jaw infection which we'll get to which we're going to talk about what what not what i i will say without i'm not going to get into any details but the thing is when life events occur it's so fascinating i don't know if you're this way you and i are very different when it comes to life obviously because we're different people but I found out that my father-in-law had passed away. I was sitting in the parking lot at my vet and I'm sitting there and Daryl is getting his hair cut, which he hadn't had a haircut in like two months. And so I'm at the vet and uh, the vet comes out and here's what's weird. Right when the vet's headed out with the dog to tell me they've done their, you know, exam and stuff, I get a note from Daryl saying, I just found out my father died. And then the vet comes out. Hello, we have Sunny. Hi. Just like that. I'm like, um, Hello. And all I remember is staring at the building going, well, this is the most bizarre situation of my life. Here I am sitting in a parking lot at the vet's office. And I just found out this incredibly cataclysmic news that they don't show that in the movie. They don't. Someone at home, you know, reading a book next to a window and then suddenly get the text. And you're like, oh. You or, know, it's you ne- know, no you're... one's ever on the toilet or, you know, in the shower <laughs> More realistic. or you know, in the middle of like frying bacon or something. You're like, ah, ah. So they, they give me the dog. They go in to give me the thing so I can pay. And while I'm waiting, I call Daryl and he's at the hair place getting, trying to pay to get out of there because his mother had called him when he was there. Well, is, is he like half shaved or what's no, going no, no. on? I mean, he, okay. he was almost done. How do, you fi- how do you finish your haircut at that point? They're just I don't like know. so little off the top. You're like, it's like. <laughs> We were all in such shock because it wasn't like we didn't know. He was much older. We had just seen him a couple of days before. So I'm like, I call him and I go, babe. And he's like, I cannot speak to you. And he hangs up. Mm. Oh. And so I'm like, all right. So they come out and I'm like, I got to get home because he's not home yet, but I want to get home. And so the nurse comes out and she's like, oh, we're so busy. 
I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me sign. Let me sign. Yeah, so am I. Bye. So she said, she goes, you know what? I forgot to charge you for another exam. This uh, this special eye thing that you approved. We I forgot to pay. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, okay, can I can I do this over the phone? She's like, no, it'll just take a second. And I'm like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. I mean, this is life. This is how life works. And so finally, I get out. I get home and I'm nervous. And so I'm cleaning and I'm waiting for him to walk in the door. He walks in the door and he's in shock too. So there's been no crying or anything, but anyway, it's been, and it's been insane ever since. And I know just a cut, like a week before you experienced a traumatic loss, uh, your husband's father-in-law passed away suddenly. And so you've been dealing with that and they don't even live here. So it's been insane. Yeah. Basically actually, and his was completely out of nowhere. It was, um, it was probably the, early well it was like around february 10th i think his father was having chest pain and um by the next morning he was in emergency surgery and he passed away during surgery insane but his father was only i think 58 and really so, young. i mean mm-hmm. that is so young and it's been interesting because i've been kind of not on purpose comparing our situations because yeah. and what i what i really some of the summations i came up to were this when i was sitting in the vet i'm like you know it's it's oddly comforting to know that when something really eventful occurs in one's life life is still going on like you can i looked around i saw a guy going for a walk you know yeah. i'm here you know checking on this old damn dog you know, life continues even when something significant occurs in one's life. It's so crazy, right? But it's yeah. kind of comforting to know that the world does not end when something big ends. You know, eventually, I would say within a couple of days, I told the kids, I'm like, look, you know, because um, they were very close to their grandfather as well. Um, but, you know, I think the distance actually helped them a little bit because it was really hard for them to conceptualize the fact because they only know seeing him. Um, out of state. But in the meantime, I said, you know, I know this is tough and everything, but we got to get back to normal life. You know, we can't, we can't really sit around here and mope. And I said, it's just not, it's not just not healthy. So I'm like, there's nothing we can do. Let's just get back to life. Let's get back to our routines. Um, That's what I said. I'm like, we'll have our moments. That's for sure. That's going to happen. And, um, and there were days where um, they just stayed up too late because we were talking or whatever. And so they would be late to school or, you know, there's a couple of days they even missed school because they just, they were preoccupied or couldn't focus or whatever. And so I was, you know, okay with that, but, um, you know, they're pretty much back on track now. And, um, you know, but I mean, it's, they, there's, there's that saying, you know, there's no right way to grieve and there really isn't. Everybody, Everybody has their own way. And the only thing that I, I mean, obviously I'm grieving a little differently. He was not my father, but I mean, he was like father-like, but I, you know, Daryl and I, who's obviously struggling, I told him, I said, look, at the very beginning, the first day when we both got home from our crazy place where we learned about this, we were back at the house and I said, look, I'm just going to say this now before we get out of shock. It does not matter how we do this, but we, you have to just be, we just have to get through it. Like you can't bottle it up and act like nothing's wrong. You Mm -hmm. know, you have to just grieve and whatever that means, do it, you know? And like for, for producer dub, it's been being manically busy, as busy as he can be. And then when he's not, he's just very quiet. And I'm like, all right, Mm -hmm. that's, that's how he's got to do it. It's, and it's fine. And it's obviously hard to watch a loved one suffer, But um, it's something that you just have to. And it's so like, I don't know about you, but it's like there is nothing I can do. And it is so frustrating because it's like, what can I do? It's like, can I fuck you? 
what do you want? Anything, you know. There's nothing. And, and nothing. You know, <laughs> and what's hard is, is, you know, if you've known someone long enough, like Victor and I have known each other over 16 years now. And mm-hmm. so when he actually called to tell me, he called and he didn't even say anything. I knew he was calling and I just kind of heard him weeping a little bit. Yeah. And, and then I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh. And he's it's... like, I can't. And then all he said was I can't. I'm like, okay. And then yeah. I hung up, but I knew what happened. Yeah. So yeah, our, yeah. our conversation was five seconds. Yeah. But I knew his father had passed away. And then I just knew I had to tell the kids. And, and honestly, I've never told anybody that Ugh. someone died before. I know. So I, know. I, I was just like, oh my God. I'm like, I've never done this. I'm like, how, how do I tell my children that their grandfather died. I know. I, I had to tell my children. I told them and it was really weird. Anyway, so weird that you mentioned earlier that you said you had a really weird dream. I've been having the weirdest effing dreams. And I know it's because of all the tumultuous things that are going on in life. I had the most bizarre dream that I was in the forest at night in front of a huge campfire and I was surrounded by trees and an eagle, a huge ass eagle, bald eagle, was flying around. And I looked up and I'm like, why is that eagle? It's nighttime and it's flying around. It's like almost kind of like in a circle. And I was by myself. Actually, there were some people there. I want to say it was you guys because it it felt female that that were with me. And then the eagle landed and stood right behind me. And, like, almost put its body against my back. It was the most realistic, bizarre dream I've ever had in a long time. What do eagles mean? Well, eagles are incredibly... It's a very Native American symbolic... They they say they're spirit animals. And so I'm like, well, that's weird. So when I was... Of course, you know me. I had to look it up. And it says when an eagle is circling above you... It signifies conflicts and fights in the near future. In order to claim what is rightfully yours, this dream is also a sign of victory, so you will be successful in your attempts. Um, Uh I know. I don't know what that means. But it also says the lesson of the eagle is to take a look from where it sees. So, like, above, like, outside of yourself. It says you have to have the courage to relinquish stale and comfortable habits and beliefs to soar into unknown realms and new realities. So it's like... (laughs) All this Good awareness. Luck. I know. I'm like, Because you're about as stubborn as a mule. I know. And I'm like, well, thanks, eagle. And then it's just telling you, you have a nice ass. <laughs> I know, right? But some something about the size of the eagle means something. And that the, the air is a male force and the eagle is a feminine force. I don't know. Paula, whatever. Anyway, I dreamt about an eagle. And apparently I have to work on my skills of uh, allowing the unknown to affect me. Is essentially what I'm saying. So, well, I think maybe, and you know, this, even if it's not necessarily the person, but just death in general, like when yeah. it's close to home, yes, it kind of does force you to be outside your comfort zone because mm-hmm. you do really have to be pliable. Um, yes. Or I guess not pliable, but like flexible or completely, probably a lot more understanding than, you know, not. A lot of people are understanding, but I mean, if you're people like us and you don't usually cut a lot of people a lot of slack, yeah, you have to be a lot more um, understanding than you probably would be otherwise. This is what I think. I think it's kind of like booze in the sense that real primal feelings are exposed for everybody. And so right. like your inner, true inner, uncontrolled, natural responses to things are are what is sometimes coming out first. You know what I mean? And so sometimes it's 
you know, just being really, you know, I, I just, I mean, I can only say it from my own experiences. I'm watching this person who I've known for 25 plus years be the person he was before I even knew him. Like right. he's reverted to these coping mechanisms that he would never ever do now, but it, there's a lot of avoidance. There's a lot of, you know, just like, I just need to keep my mind busy. Like he started working the next day, which I thought was yeah. insane, but he right. did it because he had to. And so he's like, are you recording a show? And I'm like, um, I guess I can, but I, I really don't know. <laughs> you know, he's like, I just, you know, I'd like to produce something funny. And I'm like, okay. And of course we didn't, but that's his go-to like primal co- coping, I think. Right. Anyway, um, okay, so moving on, um, we've talked about the dreams, we've talked about death enough. Um, okay, so you had some um, dental issues. Uh, also, in addition to dealing with a sudden loss, you also had a toothache that turned into something <laughs> a lot worse than you thought it would be. Yes. Well, okay, on top of the tooth, okay, I'll, let me get the other things aside. So Victor had left for Oklahoma during that week debit card to my my visa debit card someone yes. had stolen the number and they started to buy all these one dollar shitty oh. games like for app games like mm-hmm. and then <laughs> i thought about this i didn't even think of it at the time because i was just so like exhausted from everything they bought a mcafee virus software what and i'm like is that sarcasm <laughs> are like, they trying to just rub it in your face that was the most expensive thing. It was like $70. Asshole. And so it really pissed me off. And I was wow. just like, I, but I didn't catch that until days later. And I was just like, wait a minute. I'm like, a virus scan software? I'm like, did they just do that on purpose to like send a message? They're so, just like, look what we did. So that happened. And then um, our coffee pot broke, which I know is oh. not a big deal. Yes, but it is. To me, it's huge because I came in the kitchen and I, I would have started crying. Up. There was liquid on the counter. Like, the grout was kind of brown. I'm like, what is that? And then it's kind of like ants. Like, you see a couple, yeah. and then all of a sudden you broaden your horizon, and then they're everywhere. You're oh, like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> there was coffee all over the counter. The little dripper. We have one of those on-demand things where you press against it, and the coffee comes out. Yeah. It was leaking everywhere. Oh. And so everything that had been in, the like, the top craft part leaked all over the counter so i mean we had like four cups of coffee all over the counter at least awesome. all over the floor everywhere <laughs> i would have been so mad oh god jamie this was just it was the tip of the iceberg so <laughs> that was all going on and then over the weekend i had actually i had a, a filling in one of my molars i had fallen out it had fallen out a couple months ago mm-hmm. but i didn't have the best dental insurance at the time so i was just like man eh, i'll you know i'll take care of it yeah well over the weekend i don't know what happened but i bit into something and I obviously felt something happen. And before I knew it, I was chewing tooth and I was like, Oh my God. So I started spitting it out. I looked, I literally broke half my tooth off of my molar. And I was like, Oh, well that's fantastic. And it just, I'm like, what is all that stuff in there? It looked like goo. And so I was like, that's gross. (gasps) And so within like a couple of days, my tooth started hurting. And before I knew it, I had a golf ball in my jaw and so I went to the dentist. I called them because it was an emergency. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm like, uh, yeah, I got a shower and I Makes my stomach hurt. Oh, God. Jimmy, it was like my whole f- side of my face was just like, dum, dum, Oh, my dum. God. It was so bad. So I went in. Well, actually, they had me send in a picture. And um, so, of course, my face is like, ah. You, you sent know, me like, that photo. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, look at my mouth. And I'm like, why? I don't want to see that. 
this. I'm like, it's disgusting. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, but I always tag you in gross I ones know. too. I've been tagging you in all these childbirth ones I've been uh, seeing. Yes, I saw the one where somebody was rubbing the baby's head while it was sticking out of her snatch. And I'm like, okay. why? Why are people taking all these photos recently? I don't know because like, you know what? I wouldn't want to relive it. I wouldn't want to see it. And I certainly wouldn't show it to my child. It was like a lady squatting backwards in a pool and <sighs> the baby was coming out. And I'm like, this looks like dolphin stuff. Like... <laughs> God, it's so bad. I know we're mammals, but Jesus, Jesus. you know, I'm like, we're not at SeaWorld. Can like, we leave some of the mystery? Can we just ask out of the of pool? <laughs> like, God, it was awful. I'm surprised it wasn't covered by blue dye to like identify, <sighs> you know, the liquids and things. <laughs> it was, it was wrong. It was yeah. very wrong. I don't know. I just, I'm surprised that the baby didn't come and go. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Oh, it's, it's crying. You had a baby dolphin. Oh, is that the baby? Uh, yeah, Mazel but tov. there's something really wrong with it. Oh, is it not supposed to sound like that? No. <laughs> oh, well, I thought just because it was a water bird. No. Gross. Uh, anyway, so um, I go into the dentist and he, you know, does a really good exam. And then he's just like, okay. And so then he numbs, the crap, numbs me the crap up, so which thank God, because I feel like I like, got my ear even popped. I felt like it was just, I was so tense wow. over there. Um, my whole face were like, like I even told him this. I'm like, I feel like when people have like an amputated arm, okay. When I get nicotine, <laughs> not nicotine, what am I saying? Novocaine. You get a little weird. It really makes me loopy, but cool. it shouldn't cause it's just numbing, but I really get like goofy. That's and so I'm like, I feel like when you have that, those amputees have that moment where they stick their arm in the box, but it's got a mirror on the side. And so they've like clench their fist and then they relax their arm and they feel like the other arm has finally like relaxed because of that phantom pain. I'm like, I feel like my face just did that. And he's like, okay. <laughs> so, That's interesting. Yeah. He's, he's just like thinking like, I don't really know what that means, but I'm like, I just mean my whole face was just relaxed. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Anyway. So basically what he said is, is I needed a root canal. He couldn't fix the tooth until I got that done, but sure. he says I, he could fix the tooth, get a crown and everything like that. He says, or for just being cheap and done, I, he could pull it. And I'm just like, well, I'm like, I don't want to really do that if, you know, because then I'll have to get like an implant. And I mm-hmm. said, or can I do that? And he's like, you can. He says, but they're not covered by yeah. uh, dental insurance. You'd have to pay cash for that basically because it's cosmetic. Sure. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I said, is that expensive? He's like, it's pricey. And so... um so the next day I went to the endodontist because they got me in right away. I had a partial root canal because he says with between the infection and the in, and the inflammation, he could not do the whole root canal. Right. So he says he was able to get the nerves out, which would hopefully help with the pain. And when they were drilling down into the nerves, he was just telling the dental assistant things to like put down in the notes and the charts. And he's like, okay, he's like, we have a pus coming out of blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> he's just like, what? I'm like, sorry, that's a hush. <laughs> he's oh just my like, God. he's like, oh, that's okay. He's like, we see it all the time. You know, it's just, it's very common, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. well, not hurry. <laughs> oh my so, God, Paula. Well, I was so embarrassed. I'm I just know. like, God, I'm like, pus coming out of my tooth. That's disgusting. You know what? I apologize too. I do the same thing. The vet's like, well, you know, he had a root exposed. I'm like, I am so sorry. He's like, why, why, are, you, why are you apologizing? I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like it's You're my just fault. Like, Gosh, I'm just like, I, 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 <laughs> I know it's not I your really fault. I took good care of him. I, I don't know why I, that would have I happened. think it's like a reflection on your neglect 
So you well, apologize. It's like children, you know, or like, you know, the fact that I had this happen to my tooth, I'm like, you know, if there's pus coming out. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, well, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Well, not with me. I'm like, it must be gross. And he's just like, well, it's, it's my job and it happens. This is so what like, I do. Well, but not for me. I mean, it's just like, that just sounds foul. And it, yeah. And like, even doing the thing, I just, I'm like, I felt like there was an odor. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, this is just so, oh, I'm like, I just want to die right now. Oh my God. I'm like, Paula, I just, I'm like, I know. This must have. This whole thing must have been disgusting. He probably thinks I'm like the filthiest trash on the planet. Oh, wait and till. So, well, you and I are going to talk about a couple of dental stories, and I have one for you. <laughs> anyway, so I have to go back in like three weeks, and of course, Jamie. I swear to God, the doctor walked in. He looked like fucking Doozy, Doogie Hauser. Oh, he looked like, like a small Hi. child. He's like I'm Doctor Son, and I'm like, I'm like, what grade are you in? <laughs> you know. And he left because I, you know, I always expect for some reason in my mind, I always expect, you know, some older doctor that's been yeah. doing this for, you know, 20 years. Well, I guess, you know, 20 is not that long longer. Yeah, I guess. longer. Yeah. Well, because in my mind, when I go to the dentist, I still feel like I'm like 15 or something or 13. Right. Maybe eight. I don't know. Uh, You're but, not. You know, I'm old. <laughs> and so now that everybody comes in, I'm just looking at him. I'm like, what are you, an intern? Like, mm. are, are you the dentist's? son i'd be like hello dr his... hauser i'm like are you just wearing a lab coat like for fun you know is this it's like up? is it halloween what are you doing do you want some candy i have mints yeah I'd be I like haha go get your dad where are you <laughs> it's so cute that he's letting you play at his office today where's your dad yeah luckily you are you were on the road to recovery because yes i you know. know jesus crying well for now but then of course like i said the other tooth is now having the <laughs> that's how that goes just, like, just rip the whole fucking thing out just give me dentures i don't know Yes. Anyway, so we, you were you thought it'd be funny to find some funny, awkward, or whatever dentist stories. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm down with that. We have, I feel like we've talked about it, or maybe I wanted to talk about it like forever ago. And so I remember some of the stories that I wanted to tell you about. So I actually have two. I don't know okay. how many you have, but. Well, mine um, are just tweets. So you have a couple of tweets. <clears throat> okay. The first one, and I, this is, I have definitely, not hard, but I've definitely done this. Okay. It says that the dentist was saying suction to his assistant, and I heard suck. So I sucked on the finger that was in my mouth. He handled <laughs> it well, and that was probably about 20 years ago, and I still want to die when I think of it. <laughs> Can you imagine? I bet it's really common. Well, I mean, I'm sure they see a lot of things. Yeah. I Gosh, you know. <laughs> I can't imagine yeah. sucking on my dentist's finger. Well, I mean, maybe not he that I wouldn't. I'm just saying. Something. I don't know. Did he say he had been on nitrous oxide? <laughs> no, that's all it says. Just says that the dentist handled it well. That you know, that's one of those things where you go, like, how do I, how do I recover from this? I have to come back every like six to twelve months. How do I recover? Yeah, really? I don't know. I don't know. It's really hard. <laughs> so anyway, read me a tweet. It says my dentist was in the middle of telling me how important it is to floss when his dentures fell out and hit me in the head. <laughs> Well, then he would know. He would know. That would be difficult. Well, you know, actually, it's funny. When I was at the dentist, he, like, bumped his tray or something, and an instrument fell on me. Not, like, you know, one of the big ones, the corded ones. It was just some plier or something like sure. that. And it, like, fell on my leg, and I didn't care. But he's just, like, <gasps> like he was, oh, he was mortified. Up, and he touched my shoulder. He's like, are you all right? And I'm like, oh, gosh. yeah, yeah, I, I'm fine. You it's know, like. a scalpel. 
No, I know, but I, I'm guessing for like a dentist, it was just like probably the worst thing that could ever happen. And I'm well, like, it's I'm very like, unprofessional, I'm sure. But you're I'm like, like, what? I'm, whatever. I'm like, I, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. You know, stuff like, like that happens to me too. Like I told you about that one time, I had to come in for like an uber early appointment. I was there at like 6:45 in the morning. And I had to get a cavity filled and I was really anxious because it was so early and I just was so they gave me like a half of, of a pill of something good. And yeah. so I'm in the I'm in the chair and I'm just super relaxed. I'm like, oh, my God, this is like the best appointment ever. And all of a sudden he's really close because he's filling the cavity and his stomach starts to growl and it was loud. It was like, <laughs> like I that thought really you were going to say brushed your boob or something. And it was like. And I remember laying there, I'm like, that was right in my ear. And he goes, yeah, sorry, I guess the banana wasn't enough breakfast. <laughs> it was so well, funny. Well, that's not good enough for anyone. <laughs> oh, God, that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> I'd be like, that's just potassium. You need a lot more than that. One would think. But well, anyway. You know me. I, of course, I'd probably, I'd be like, oh, potassium. Gosh, you know, I wonder if they have a class on translation. Like, you know, they know. just play videos of people talking and you have to like, we're going to give you 10 scenarios of people talking. Please write down what you hear. Dental damn language 101. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, here's my last one. At the, This is so gross, but I wanted a dentist perspective too. Oh, okay. At the beginning, at the beginning of a root canal treatment, I started to clean out the root. Amongst the plaque and tartar, I found some sort of seed lodged in the gums, and there looked to be a tiny plant growing out of it. Oh my god, are you kidding me? After the patient, after asking the patient a few questions, I realized it was a tomato seed sprouting. Are you fucking kidding me? No. How does that happen? Uh, well, I mean, I also saw some stories where. A little boy came in for his first dentist appointment, opened his mouth, and there were maggots in his gums because he hadn't taken, nobody had cared for his teeth in so long. I also read another one where they were doing a, a root canal on a man and they saw a bug in his mouth and they're like, what? And they looked down, his beard was full of bugs. Okay, but these must be in other countries because I've seen that before, <laughs> but it's not usually in the United States. I don't know. It didn't say. It, did, it didn't say if it was a different country or not. I'm just saying shit happens. Can you imagine having someone go, you know, there's a tomato plant growing in your mouth. I would lose my mind. I'd be like, you know what? Um, I think we need to just, I think I need to call it a day for life. I think that's it. I think I've clearly made some in, some wrong decisions and I need assistance. <laughs> I mean, that's God. awful. I can't imagine like, I know. looking at that and I'd be like, do you want to say this and transplant that into your yard? <laughs> you know, you want us to put this in a planter for you? Which like, yeah, but like, well, all? it's already off to a great start. I didn't realize, you know, <sighs> maybe I can uh, give you the shavings for, you know, nauseating. fertilizer or, you know, mulch. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> How does that even happen? What would I, you, you name know? this one? You know, molar? <laughs> you know, I have to go to the dentist next week. I am absolutely going to ask him about it. I'm going to ask. I'm like, is it even feasible? And he's going to be like, um, what? I can't wait. I'll tell you what he says. I'm dying to know. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're dying to know. I, I don't think I could ever ask that. Oh, yeah. We have all kinds of weird conversations. I, I can't wait. Oh, well, yeah. But him. you're like in good with your dentist. True. I'm, you know, I, things True. started out well with mine and then I blew it. So um, oh, I can't wait to hear your awkward moment. Um, yeah. Okay. Give me one more dental tweet and then we're going to talk about polygamy. Oh, okay. Uh, my dentist uses flavored latex gloves, and when he puts his hands in my mouth, he asks me to guess the taste. No. <laughs> That's crazy. 
<laughs> well, actually, it's funny because um, I wouldn't do dentist... it. I'd be like, this is there's that's inappropriate. <laughs> I don't know. I'd probably <laughs> well, guess. Well, because dentist... think about what you have to do. Well, for me, I'd be like, wah, wah, wah. I'm like, well, banana. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to what? mouth his mouth. I'd be like, Let me suck like, on your finger. I'll find I don't out. Know. Butthole? I don't know. Did you wash oh. your hands? <laughs> Like, no, I actually, really don't my, like it. the dentist that I went to for the root canal, their uh, Novocaine had a flavor. And so oh. when I was done, I was just like, oh, this, this has taste. I'm like, it almost tastes like, uh, and, and I wanted to keep saying nuts, but I'm like, I can't say nuts because that's not what it, you taste. It literally tasted like, like, uh, like peanut butter, like, no, like like just mixed nuts, and oh, so like cocktail. Nuts? I, I was struggling for the word, but I don't know if the dentist could t- tell. I I couldn't. I didn't have the word, or I was mm. struggling to come up with a different word than nuts. And so he's like, like chestnuts roasting on an open fire. I'm like, go. exactly. I'm like, exactly. Oh. So as soon as he said that, I was like, yes, thank you. Thank God. <laughs> I think Someone he knew I it. wanted to say nuts, but I didn't know how to say nuts without saying nuts. Yeah, and so. um He's like, yeah. She's like, it's pina colada. I'm like, that's it. That does so, not taste like pina colada. <laughs> well, I mean, still though, it was. That's I was just funny. like, I've, I've never had that before. <laughs> Interesting. Oh god, so. that's funny. Okay, I, so I had, I really had to think about this, and I don't know if you think. I don't think you think as deeply about it as I do, but I don't understand. I think I've tried to f- understand my obsession with polygamy. Because I can't wrap my mind around it. It's, I don't give a crap that it's a religious thing. It, it still is such a foreign concept to share a spouse with others. Like legitimately, I don't, I, cause it's, it's just something I could never do. And so I think mm-hmm. that's why, and it's, this has been an obsession and I wouldn't call it, it's just such a deep interest for a very long time with me. And I don't know why. And I, it's just one of those weird things. And I know I'm not alone in this. I know there are other people who are like, I don't understand. They're so miserable. But with that being said, uh, the Browns are back. Sister Wives season 15 is back. Wow. They came out. Uh, their season started February 14th on Valentine's Day. And um, there's been two episodes since. Mm-hmm. And this obviously was filmed I, I would say a good six to eight months before the pandemic hit. And so um, there's no, obviously there's no uh, issues yet with that part mm-hmm. of it. I think from what I understand, uh, based on what I've seen, is that the second half of the season, it is pandemic. Okay. Because I've seen some of the filming and they're just like, well, I think dad's just not going to come over anymore. And I'm like, oh my God. So obviously the pandemic's going to hit them in a different way but anyway so there's been two episodes have you seen either episode yet i've watched both yeah okay cool so have you what what are your thoughts so far i mean a lot of it it feels the same but i'm noticing some changes well i mean obviously christine is just way over this which is kind of surprising to me because from the gate she was the most polygamous out of all of them like yes. in the very beginning of the show because she yes. she was raised polygamous her grandfather was the leader of their church. Yeah, so I'm kind of surprised at how. Well, I am, but I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm just a little surprised at how independent she is. Um, mm-hmm. I still can't figure out what the f Mary is doing. I I just I don't know her angle. I don't know her story. I just feel like there's something missing there, and mm-hmm. I just I'm not really sure what it is. Yeah, Janelle hasn't changed a ton, and I still feel like, like we discussed last time, I really do feel like 
Cody is just staying with Robin. So yeah. I'm not really sure. This is my whole theory because someone I was talking to the other day, they're just like, I just don't know why they're still doing this. And I said, you know, I really think everything fell apart when they stopped attaching the religion to the relationship. Yes. Because yes. I don't, if they're don't, if they're not doing it for religious reasons, then I don't know why they're doing it. It right. doesn't make any sense, you know, because I don't think they're, they're being religious at all right now. Well, you right, know, right. When they, when they were in Utah and they belonged to a church mm-hmm. and all of that, it made sense. And yeah. when they moved to Las Vegas and they were doing their own church, then it kind of made sense still. But then when they stopped affiliating with any kind of or subscribing to any kind of belief, because I think Cody was having issues or something like that. And now they're just living on their own, living this life. It doesn't make any sense. For them, it doesn't. Yeah. Well, then it's just like, so then why are we doing this if we don't even believe what we're doing? Yeah. On on those notes, I agree completely. One of the things I think the struggle is, and I don't know if they know this or if it's just too deep and they don't want to, you know, doubt. Although he has made some comments about saying, well, why are you with me? And the thing is with Cody specifically, and I could be completely wrong, but I mean, like I said, I've done so much reading on on the Mormon faith, or they don't call it that anymore, but the LDS faith, uh, fundamentalists and whatnot. And mm-hmm. a lot of it came from the show Big Love, obviously. That's where my mm-hmm. fascination with it began. And I think that's why these shows even exist now because of that, the success of that fictional right. show. But none of them want to take any accountability. None of them. And the other thing I resent too is is that, you know, they just talk about walking away. And part of me wonders, you know, if there was a whole legal process and everything associated with it, I wonder how many people would actually either become polygamous or would actually leave polygamy. Like if mm-hmm. it was like a legit marriage. Yeah. You know, how how serious would people be about it? Because well, she could actually just up and leave the and, threat, and I, there would be no recourse for it. It's such an unhealthy thing. I don't know about you, but I, I had I had friends who were a couple and when they were first married, like their first 10 years, whenever they would have a fight about anything, somebody threatened to get divorced. Mm-hmm. And I found that it's like that is such a that is that is such a betrayal to the mm-hmm. to the to the relationship, because it's like basically now you don't you oh, you never know if they're truly going to follow through with it or if they're just trying to hurt you, make you feel insecure about your relationship. And these people do that all the time. Yeah. But the thing is, is they don't actually have to get a divorce. Yeah. But they, they feel, leave. they feel spiritually married. And to them, I that's know, very important. But there's no, there's no, there's nothing that they have to do. They just pack up and leave. You know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm aware of what you're saying, but, but to them, they are legitimately married. And although it may not, may, may not be as hard as getting an attorney, but let's not forget, do would owe child support. They, if they had a property together, any of that stuff, you can't walk away from that. So they're tangled in other ways, but I know I definitely understand what you're saying, which is probably why Mary's like, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to live my life. It's one well, less thing I, think, I have to think about. And I think that's just the thing, though, is I think a lot of them own their stuff outright. Like, I'm pretty sure Christine owns her house on her own. Cody did was on her deed and he sold her he she bought him out for ten dollars in uh august yeah so now she owes it free and clear without him yeah anyway so i don't know i i still watch i still watch it um definitely i've noticed they are definitely ramping up their snarky for the cameras like i mean when they're headed to utah to see this family and you know 
Christine knows that he absolutely does not want to take two cars because my guess is he just wants to show like, look, look, Dargers, Dargers, we're just as united as you. They can't fathom the he can't fathom the idea of them pulling up in two cars because they can't even be in the car together, even though that's the truth. You know what, though? Go ahead. And Christine's like, I think we should just take two cars. Now, I don't know if the camera was supposed to catch it, but she gave Mary a look and she started to like laugh. And Mary kind of snickered and Cody's like, we are not taking two cars. Like he got really angry and she's like, hee, hee, hee. like she's like oh. pushing his buttons as much as she can. So, you know, I will say this, though, like as much as they do not want to live in one house. Yeah. That other family that lives in one house, they seemed pretty all right. And yeah, a lot of the other couples that they've talked to, they all live in one house. And then... um they all lived in one house in Utah and they were a lot happier. And so this house that Cody drew, I thought it looked pretty cool. Actually. It's Um, beautiful. That they literally all had like an apartment style house. They had their own entrances and exits to their garages. Um, There was the grand room, but like nobody's bedroom wall, they were all in their own corners of the house. So no one's bedrooms was close to anybody else's bedrooms. You know, like everything was so like, I didn't see the problem, to be honest. Well, it's not it's not how pretty the house is. It's the people that live there. And according to Christine and Mary, it was hell and they didn't like it. And they were glad that they all had their own places. But you but basically you can't have it both ways. Now, Christine, apparently she was accustomed to all the wives living in separate homes like she did not grow up in one big house. So she doesn't she's like, I hate it, you know. And she's like, I think we just have our own place. And, you know, she's really changed so dramatically. Like, she's like, I'm just going to move to St. George. And I'm like, correct me if I'm wrong, but not even three years ago, Christine was having an anxiety attack about even driving through Utah. She's like, I will never go back. And now she's like, I'm moving to Utah. And I'm like, well, which is it, bitch? Which is it? Well, and she didn't, she loved Las Vegas. She didn't want to leave there either. She didn't want to leave Vegas yeah. either. So I'm like, what is it that you hate? And, and you know, they all hated the idea of living in Utah. They liked their they one house in Utah. Well, it was it was what they wanted. Yeah. So anyway, it's been it's been interesting to watch these people, you know, suffer through, you know, obviously a lack of faith or a question of faith, which is seems to be the thing this season is like, why are we doing this? Are we doing this because we have to because God told us to? Or are we doing this because we love each other? Like, is it both? Is it nothing? So it'll be interesting. None of them are going anywhere. They, they wouldn't know what to do. What would Christine do? I don't know. You know, what's we know what's funny is that we as viewers, most of us, I'd say 90 percent, 95, 98 percent of the people that watch the show are not polygamous. So we are constantly putting our thoughts on relationships onto these people like we know what we would do if we right. were in this situation. And it's like. But what's interesting is we literally don't know what they're going. We have no idea, none whatsoever, what it was, what it would be like to feel spiritually tethered to this person and have to share this person with three or four other people. Like I have no, it's such a foreign concept and it's why I watch it because I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it. For other people who don't have never been like that, it's weird to everybody else. So yeah, and I don't know why polygamy is the thing for me. Why I'm just so fascinated by it. But well, I think um, it's because you know it's it's something that everyone could potentially do. Like it's it's there's no it's not a uh, a culture thing. You know, you don't have to be a particular race or from a particular country. Right. It's just it's it's a sex thing. So it's just like, could I actually 
live with someone, have a husband, and let him have three other wives. And you just, you kind of wonder, like, how how would that work? Would I be it able to do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, again, basically, I could never be a Janelle going, yeah, you know, this would work out for me. Like, that, I couldn't, I personally couldn't, but, but I think watching these women struggle... And I also, God, I just don't put men on a pedestal like that. And that's the other thing. It's like, man, I don't even know how you, how can you be so, I don't know how to explain it, but it's such a, um, it's, it's giving this guy so much credit for just existing <laughs> in, well, this, in that, in that culture, you I know, think it just depends on how, well, I mean, that's that it can be viewed that way. I think a lot of other people get happiness from like, for me, I don't necessarily put men on a pedestal, but I like making, I like making my person happy. Yeah. That's not the same. That makes you're, me happy. You're not so, sharing him with four other women either. Well, and the other thing too, though, is, is in that regard, I don't think I know me personally. I would view it as like a competition. Like I'd be like, I'm... "What do I have to do to fuck these other women over and make him love me the most?" I know that's so cruel. No, it's not because you know what? I think that's very normal in that society. I think it's very normal that there that women are competing for their affections, and I find that incredibly. It'd be fun for about a minute if you're winning. But if you're not winning, how could I not? I mean, behind those closed doors, those thigh high plat, pat, like patent leather boots and like the fucking G string and, you know, God knows whatever else with a tiny whip and candles. Mm-hmm. You pull that. If you get what, two nights a week, he'd be looking forward to he'd call in sick at those other houses and be like, oh, I'm just not feeling good. I can't come over tonight. I don't know, Paula. I just I just look at it and I just think. I had a dr- I had a dream last night because I knew we were going to talk about this today, and I had a dream that Daryl and I were going to a wedding and we were going with a polygamous couple. It was a man with three wives, and so obviously I dreamt about it because I knew we were going to talk about it. And yeah. so I'm running around, I look amazing, I'm in this really cool dress, and I'm like, oh wait, I have to go and get my purse really quick. And I was switching it out to a smaller bag for like a nice event kind of thing. So I'm going through, but I have to pee really bad, and I'm like, God, I have to pee really quick, and they're waiting for me. So I'm like, oh wait, I got to run to the bathroom. So I'm running to the toilet, and I can't, I don't make it, and I <laughs> and I peed my pants, and I'm like, well maybe it was just a little bit, and I'll just change my underwear. This is all in a dream. So I sit down to pee and I look and I've completely wet myself. <laughs> so polygamy makes you want to wet your pants? Apparently. So I had to change and Daryl's like, what is going on? I'm like, I just wet myself. And he's like, what? And I said, I just couldn't make it to the toilet. I'll be really fast. So I change again. So now we're in a car and I asked them and I said, how do you not make it to the toilet and wet your pants? I don't know, Paula. I don't. Well, anyway, obviously. And I woke up and I had to pee so bad. Anyway. Oh, so, that's part of that. Yeah. 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 So I'm in the car. I'm like, how do you guys even do it? And one of the women, and I don't know who these people are, by the way, they're faceless. And and she goes, I actually really don't mind having sister wives. It's actually really great as long as they're not fucking my husband. And I'm like, all right. I go, I don't have But you know they are. Right. And I go, how do you avoid that? She's like, I don't know. She goes, I'd leave, but I love him. And then I woke up. (laughs) And I'm like, that is so crazy. Maybe that's exactly what they say, though, to themselves. You know, who knows? I don't know. So do you think, like, well, probably not now, maybe, but in like a, okay, so like in the big love scenario. Yeah. Do you think he literally was having sex every night? Um, 
Well, remember there was a remember there was a storyline where he was taking Viagra every day and he started having problems with his well, heart because he was taking too much. Yeah, you can't take too much Viagra because it will cause you to have like uh, blood pressure issues and you'll start getting like blurry vision and yeah, because it, it can cause you to have high blood pressure. Um, I just don't, I'm not sure that he's fucking regular. I mean, well, in real life, I don't know if that's true, but I mean, well, I would know like the shitty two nights that I got. I'd be like, you're throwing down. <laughs> like, I'm not going without. So for another week, if if someone else wants to not. Fine, fine, but save that shit up for me because no less than two times, buddy. And as, would, he, as they get older too, you know, it starts to diminish. So I'd be like, yeah. no, I'm not getting less than my two times. <laughs> well, what's funny. Yeah. Here, I bought you something. Just take it. it it's really, fine. It's candy. <laughs> You'll love it. <laughs> Trust me. All right. Yeah. No, true. blurry vision and, and heart racing is just because I'm hot. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> yeah. No, it's just really hot in here. It's all right. Just close your eyes. Close you your eyes. You had a cocktail. I thought that was soda. Whatever. No. Drink. Yeah. Just take this. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You'd start getting. Just lay down. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah. You'd, get, you'd start getting sneaky. You're like, I don't know. But every time I go to Paula's house, I don't. I never feel well the next day. Did you just put something in my drink? No, no, it was ice. Yeah, ice. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I'll put them in. I'll put them in ice cubes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's fine. Sorry, it's all good. Oh, Don't worry. So yes, I, I, what's, what sucks about this show is that I know there's not going to be any bombshells or anything. I know it's just going to be the same old shit, but I still watch it and I hate myself, but I still watch it. I don't care. Well, I'll watch it as long as they keep it on. I mean, Me too. as long as it's reality, I watch that. Okay. So I used to watch my feet are killing me. No, wait, is that what it is? Yes. <laughs> I make up my own title sometimes. Like I was telling Victor a couple weeks ago, I'm like, oh my gosh, I was watching my foot hurts the other day. And he's like, you mean my feet are killing me? And I'm like, whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> but then I thought, I'm like, oh wait, my foot hurts is when Clueless where he's just like, is anybody there with the answer? And she's like, yes, Elton. He's like, can I go to, the-? he's all, my foot hurts. Can I go to the nurse? She's like, yes, have to take a pass. You know, there's an English version of that show. Clueless? No, no, no. Oh, oh. <laughs> I saw a snippet of it on TikTok and I almost threw up. You know what? I imagine that's a lot worse, but... Paula. And she was young. She's like, well, I really hate my feet, so I just keep them in socks. And she's like, what do you mean? She goes, well, my toes are infected and I just don't like to look at them. She's like, so do you ever take the sock off? No. Like, even when you shower? She goes, no, not even when I shower. And she's like, okay, well, can I look at them? So she takes her socks off. First of all, she looks like she has vampire feet. Like, they're so scary. And I'm like, is it sock fuzz or is that like actual part of your body like i couldn't tell (laughs) and and the odor has to be outrageous okay so that's the thing that i'm struggling with this season is dr ebony she's really started to talk about odors (gasps) and this guy like because got a guy of course no it was it's not they it's like people like once there's something wrong with their feet like they just refuse to move them and so they just like become like i don't know like lot's <laughs> wife when they were leaving sodom <laughs> and gomorrah they just they turn stay, into pillars and they're they just, just never, stationary they just never move them again and so oh my god um that's crazy she says i took the sock off and she says you know the toes have never it looks like he hasn't bent them or separated them in, <gasps> in a very long time so she says, I just tried to separate them. And so she says, I, I'm taking the gauze and I'm flossing between the toes. 
And she says, the odor that is permeating from there. She's like, I've smelt dead bodies before. But she says, <laughs> she's like, this is about second to that. And I was wow. like. And so I'm watching her. Watching her. It's basically like a gauze ace bandage. And she's literally got like it wrapped around her thumbs. And she's flossing between these guys' toes. <laughs> and it kind of looks like feta cheese. <laughs> I can't. You have to stop talking. You have to stop talking. Are you really watching this? You're watching- I was watching. It's just. It's like. It was like white snow with yellow, and oh my I'm like, God, Paula. I'm like, is that is that skin or what is that? It's just, mm. I, I don't even know. What, it was kind of like I guess like a baby's foot when it gets really wet or and pruny. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. kind of like two. Well, what was wrong with it together. other than disgusting, not moving it around? What did he have? Some kind of infection? Like what I was guess it deal? was like a fungus that had taken oh over his, all of his toes. That and... is so disgusting. Why are people so gross? But you know what's Why? weird about this, Jamie? They all have partners. <gasps> and you know the partner sitting there with their hand on their leg, and, and he's just no. like, "Yeah, I've been like this," you know. And they always have like these weird sandals with black socks. And... I'd be like, "What?" I mean, I, I would have t- if I was a doctor. I'd turn to her and be like, "How are you fucking him with this? <laughs> really? How?" Well, I think it's that caretaker syndrome where you know it's wow. just like they they feel bad, and you know they just want to <laughs> take care of him. And I'm just like, you realize once this is gone, you'll have nothing. Well, you know, he's just going to be a do? regular old. In fact, he'll probably leave you because he's no longer going to be like gross and he's probably he gonna be sitting in one spot forever and and you won't be laying in you know ashes foot ashes every night with you're you gonna know, have to go back to your job at Coles, honey that's all i'm and saying he's not he's not gonna smell and oh, God, <laughs> awful, awful awful i can't awful. talk about it anymore thank Anyways, you i've really struggled this season because well and actually it was funny because i told victor we started watching i'm like why is it so bad he's like this was after covid like when they started to allow healthcare workers back, he's like, "These are the backlogged cases." He's all, "They moved the priority ones up front." He's all, "We're oh, seeing yeah. the worst of the worst." I didn't <laughs> I even like, think of that. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Because I mean, like this guy came in and he was just covered in warts. <laughs> no, but it wasn't just. I mean, the feet were really bad, but he had one on his eyelid, and I'm just like, <sighs> "Just get some clippers and snap <laughs> that shit off. Clip that Don't shit." Come I just on. don't understand. I'm like, how can people walk around with that thing? I'm like, it looks like it's it looks like a skin tag. I mean, I uh, know it hurts when you take those things off, but my God, I cannot walk around with that thing okay, on my eyelid. Okay, first of all, <clears throat> same theory. If you watch Dr. Pimple Popper and they're always men that come in and they have these giant golf balls hanging off their face. Did you see that the- guy that had like, they look like ball sacks on the back of his head. I'm like, why? Why? And I did see and that. And I'm she's like, like, so how long have you had these? He's like, mm, like 15 years. I'm like, get that. <laughs> who walks around with a scrote on the back of their head and thinks for 15 years have Why? you seen any doctors yeah they just don't know what it is i'm like then they just find someone who does you know my wife is so supportive i met her after i had these and, oh you know, my she, god she you know care, what you know and then just shows the wife she's like rubbing them or something First of like all, that i'm like I have, stop <laughs> i have no respect for women who allow that to occur on their husbands none no shut up afterwards you know and- i'd be like first of all when when you and i'm only talking about heterosexuals maybe homosexual males i don't know but when you I don't think it matters when you partner with a man who doesn't know how to take care of himself it is your duty to ensure that he does not look a fool once you've decided to be with him they, it looks bad to wax looks- that booty it makes it you has- look 
it makes and you look bad as a woman. Lumps, okay, get rid of them. <laughs> it makes you look bad as a woman if your husband is out there looking like shit, wearing shit clothes. I see those women who let their men wear Crocs. Okay, it's embarrassing. Jamie, Stop a it. A lot of these men live in places that most people don't know exist. You know, they're in the Kansases, the Arkansas, the <laughs> what does you know, that have to do with anything? Louisiana. There are places that people don't know there's people there. Okay, first of and, all. And I don't even know that there's real doctors there. There's probably like reptile doctors there. And all I'm saying like, is uh, that. You know, I don't know what this is. I only treat, you know, reptile skin. I'm Listen, not, all I I've can tell you. Before. All I can tell you is this. Most men, when they see something dangling off of their body. They cut it off. Facts, they take a <laughs> knife. And they cut that shit. They so I don't know do. what this is. Like this one lady went in and she had, she's like, started out as like a little blackhead, but it's just grown. And she's like, it's affected my dating life. And I'm like, okay, if it was a blackhead, I'm like, that thing would have been squeezed like a hundred million years ago. When I see those and she's like, pores. she's like, I've had it for two years now. And I'm just like, okay, I see that thing on your face. I'm all, that's like, a, that's like an, an enormously large pimple. I'm like, that don't think like for a, a moment. I wouldn't, me. Have, I wouldn't have lanced that thing myself. Victor was like, I would have gone to that medical supply store up the street and bought myself a number 10 i'm like i'm like victor i'm like i would have i would have gotten a knife from the kitchen oh. <laughs> and i would have like performed yes. surgery in the bathroom yeah i'm like I, I that thing would have been gone so long i well, like, she said it started out as a blackhead why didn't she nick that thing in the bud back then <laughs> that's what i'm saying you know what when i see when i see dr pimple pop dr pimple popper and she does those it those dilated blackheads i'm like you know what i don't know how this happened but if i ended up having something like that it would be a friday night I would get a glass of wine. I'd get an exacto knife and some 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 tweezers, and I would just make it a party. It would be so fun to eliminate I mean, that from my body. We even I don't have, need a doctor. We even have alcohol swabs because um, sometimes when we give Bo his shot, like if, mm -hmm. if we have to, you know, if or if he has like an owie or something, we have to swab the area. Yeah. So I mean, I can be clinical about it too if I have to. I and I so prefer it. I prefer to be clinical. I know that I used to sanitize my tools. I mean, we've <laughs> talked about this before where, um, well, I know you don't have Daryl do this or maybe you do. You just never admit it, but, what? um, there Tell are me. parts on the back of my back that I can't reach. Like, you know, and I have long arms, but you do lose strength the closer that your fingers get. <laughs> and so if there is a pimple on my back, I can't reach. I will call for assistance. Victor's the only one I'll allow. I have never had that need. No. You just don't know, Jamie. How often do you feel your back? I look at every inch of my body every day. Uh, yeah, but you can't see it. You have to feel it. I can Paula, I you, no. I've never had something that needed to be popped. Well, if I did, I didn't know, I guess. That's You're what right, I'm saying. But, but Daryl's never said anything. It. He I mean, is, how often do you guys do a doggy? He's probably staring at a big fat zit on your back. While he's well, I'm gonna have to away. ask. Well, now I've gotta have to ask Do you, you wanna like, know though? Yes. You know what? Do this. He's going to say no, but see if his face is lying. I trust me. I know. I, I've oh, known him long enough to know. And then here's the other question to ask. Has he ever gotten a whiff of ass while he's doing it doggy style? Because what? sometimes, and I've heard this before, I had friends, um, <laughs> male friends uh, who are obviously homosexual that said the worst thing that's ever happened is sometimes they'll get like a whiff of ass. Because if someone like hasn't taken a shower or whatever, it kind of uh, smells like butt. Well, I can tell and, you what, that has never happened. Well, that's if what that's I true. thought. And so Why would you ask my that first question? husband, 
And I'm just like, I started laughing. I'm like, that's gross. I'm like, that would never happen. And I looked over to him. I'm like, that's never happened. And he just kind of like looked at me and he's just like, okay, like maybe once. And I'm like, <gasps> Jamie, How dare you? I scrubbed with a Brillo pad for the rest of our marriage because <laughs> I was terrified. Like, well, uh, I am so profoundly sanitized before I have I sex. Agree. I agree. I actually had a lover tell me once that the favorite thing about me was I was so clean. <laughs> I'm yeah, just like, yeah. that's a now compliment. most women would think like that's an odd thing to say but i'm like thank you i was so yeah. like oh no it's a, it was it's like a the most romantic thing sure. you'd ever said to me i have never <laughs> first of all i have bloodhound smell i smell everything before anyone else and so at least in this house i should say i scrubbed and- myself head to toe the other day because i was laying on the couch and i thought it smelled something weird i after i did, like, like, got me. back on the couch it was a blanket it wasn't even me oh so yeah. Pablo had been laying in this blanket. And it smelled like I, that's mm-hmm. what I thought. I'm like, I don't smell like a dog. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, no, it's the same. I I have never. I mean, first of all, you're right. Daryl would never say anything, but I am definitely going to have to ask now. But I, I will tell you this before he does this show because you won't get it. <laughs> I will. I will say this. It's one of the reasons why I will never have sex camping. I don't want the odors. I don't want the musk of human body that has not been showered. Okay, but around. if you're outdoors, then in a tent, it's, it's like fresh air. There's like pine and not in stuff. a tent. It's disgusting. If I'm gonna have sex, it's night one because I know that I just less than two hours ago I was in the shower. Well, how many nights are you out there? Well, we camped for a couple of nights this last time. I hated it. You know okay. that two nights is the max. My God, Ugh. how much how much nature do you need? I just and the, and you know they always and men who love camping they get very amorous the longer they're out there. I'm like, don't even fucking think about it. It's I mean, not it, happening. There's got to be like a freezing cold lake that I can dunk in, and you no. know, you know, I don't know. It's freeze never off. Freeze something no. stinky off, and you ain't know. gonna happen. I I can't. I can't. It's there's I'll just nothing. I'll do the white t-shirt with the no bra and like you know be Bo Derek or something. And let's not forget, they're not exactly fresh as a daisy either. Well, that's normal though. That's that's where the doggy comes in because they're not actually <sighs> touching you. Gross. <laughs> Anyway, I'm not like, doggy, just don't but touch just me and, and actually don't put that much hand on my thigh. Just like, <laughs> oh God, my cat's vomiting right here. All right, let's do our ugly and awkward moments of the week. I will. Hold on. My cat's drooling and throwing up on my bed. Your cat is throwing up? Yeah, I just. Is she done? Who are you asking? Me? No, I'm watching her. She's sitting oh. here next to me and she's doing that. Oh, God. And then she did, like, the big open mouth, and there was drool coming off her See, fangs. she was sick of listening to men, filthy men want to fuck it camping, too. You know, why are She's like, get up! Dogs are allowed, but during this whole podcast, the life of this podcast, my cats have posed a bigger problem <laughs> than know. the dogs ever had. Pablo's sitting here under the blanket, just, you know, laying. Listening to your talk. You know, yeah, occasionally know. coming up to lick my elbow just to annoy the shit out of me. But <laughs> just to remind you, I'm here to annoy you. Bye. You know, lick. Bye. Um, just because he knows it bothers me. But that's honey. Funny. And then Toby, when he was here, was, of course, it was the litter maid. But <clears throat> oh, God, anyways. that's so funny. Anyway, okay, so. Ugly yes, and awkward ugly. moments of the week. the tooth problem i i don't have a dentist out here so i was like well how does one find a dentist and right. so i was searching best dentist in elk grove and yelp came up and i'm like well i guess i can check yelp i mean i don't know how reliable it is but 
there really is no other, there was no other way to look for dentists. And so I did look and <clears throat> this one particular dental office, like by leaps and bounds was just kept coming up. Mm -hmm. And so I checked my insurance and it was covered. So I was just like, well, I'm like, I guess I'll just contact them and see. And, um, I told them what was going on. They had me send in the picture and they're just like, well, we can get you in today at such and such time. If you want to come in, I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. So I was really happy. The dental office is just gorgeous. My God. Oh, and, nice. um, it's, it's like an Italian villa theme. It was like, I walked in, there's like a water feature and there's like these little balcony grill bars, you know, like things. And the, it's all this, this faux paint and vines. I was like, wow, I'm like, I feel like I should have a glass of wine. I don't even like wine. <laughs> but, um, so I get taken back and, um, got all my x-rays and, um, all that stuff. So the dentist, <clears throat> he told me I was going to need the root canal. He's going to refer me, but, um, and then he numbed me up, but he says, you know, before you go, he says, I'd really like to, uh, uh, polish up the sharp edges because he says um he's like if you don't mind and then clean out the center a little bit I'm like no I would love that I said because I've been slicing the shit out of my tongue all week mm. and so he's like okay good well like I told you earlier Novocaine <laughs> for some reason just makes me loopy yeah so I was laying there and um the dental assistant you know she sprays the water and does the suction and the dentist is doing his thing so they were doing that and then they took a break for something and then she came back to start with the water and the suction and he would put the utensils back in my mouth well, when the water started again, something popped and like the instrument popped off the top. Okay. And it sprayed all over my face and my oh my um, god my mouth and then like the little thing on my chest, like a little bib. <gasps> and she's like, and she's like, "Oops, sorry about that." And I was just like, "Geez," I'm like, "I usually get a warning." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just kind of stopped and stared at me, and then I was like, "Oops," <laughs> like, "Oh my god, that's funny." It was what? funny, but, but then it was just like, well, you know, he, he's a very, very polite, um, I think he's like a Chinese doctor. Mm -hmm. And so probably not like he's extremely professional, you know, he's built this practice <laughs> from the ground up, you know, he's married, he's got like a two-year-old and a five-year-old and yeah. prides himself on, you know, professionalism, excellent work. And so, I mean, to have a this is outrageous. Mouth, yeah, to have a fouled mouth white woman in there, you know, being disgusting. <laughs> it's just like, well, this this is this is not okay, Miss Todd. <laughs> you know, it just God. so I, it just kind of came out though because I was just well, like, well, you know I was what? just like, well, usually I get a warning, and I was just and you know just what? Like it's... Staring at me, I was like, oops, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like I said, sometimes the dark humor just doesn't seem to fly. I don't well, know. That was just straight up sexual humor. Sexual innuendo. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's funny but though. So it is was. He, is he allowing you to return? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> he just told me the referral. And then, um, and then he said, you know, once that's all done, then, um, make an appointment. I think he just said, yeah, like, yeah, you know, we'll figure Got out it. from there, like how to fix the tooth or something. So I'm not Jeez. sure what's going to happen when I call to make the appointment. Maybe oh, I'll be you'll like, probably... okay, well, you know, uh, Dr. Tim thinks it would be better if you would just contact this other dental office. Because... They're white there. You'll like them. No, they're, they're more inclined <laughs> with it. Is that the one next to the stripper? Oh, stop, stop it. <laughs> um, that's so. funny. Okay. Mine was, mine was, um, I don't know. I mean, you tell me. I, I didn't think anything of it, but they did pause when I said it. It was the vet again. And um, I said, they're, they're like, well, uh, you know, he's going to be almost 15. And so I said, they said, well, he really needs to see a specialist, like an eye, a, an animal eye a, a ophthalmologist. For what? What? For what? For his eyes. 
And uh, okay. Anyway, and he said, um, but you know, there's a they're really impacted, so it's like a two month wait and everything like that. And I said, okay. And I said, well, here's the thing. I go, Sonny's going to be 15 in March, and let's be honest, he's he's not even supposed to be alive right now. And they all the nurses that they want to do to his eyes. The nurse and the doctor just paused. Oh, and they looked at me, and I said. Well, I mean, Shelty's only lived like 13. So, I mean, this is new territory for me. And they're like, well, yeah, he's alive, though. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm just, it just came out really wrong. Like, I'm like, he shouldn't no, even be alive. It right doesn't. Now. I mean, like, honestly, what do they want you to do to his eyes? Oh, is okay. he in danger right now? Well, or let's what? take away from my awkward moment. And I, let me explain to you about ophthalmology. His, his cataract slipped behind his eye, as I told you. Right. And they said, but his eyes, he does, he's starting to have some kind of beginnings of glaucoma and that is painful. And they're like, but you, you know, we're, we can do, we can treat him in certain ways, but he really needs to see a specialist. It's about two months. But because then I made that comment and they go, however, if he doesn't make it to the appointment, well, you know, we'll just continue <laughs> giving him the steroids. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess, yeah, to a vet, but I mean, <clears throat> that. They're extreme. I mean, they're going to go to like the great lengths to save an animal. I mean, I don't right. think. <clears throat> I will say yeah. this. Maybe it wasn't the best comment. A couple it. of years ago. It's like I... saying to a to a uh, oncologist, you know, so a 90 year old that gets cancer and be like, well, you know, they've had a good life. <laughs> yeah, I know. And they're like, um, oh, yeah, so we shouldn't treat them. <laughs> so I guess we'll just let you s- just languish. So we'll just, you know, let them die from cancer. Yeah, I right. guess that would that would be my first choice as an oncologist. <laughs> So, um, a couple of years ago though, we did, um, when he started getting the cataracts, I did talk to them about having him be being seen by somebody. And I said, you know, the ophthalmologist situation. So I called ophthalmologist. They said, he said, well, the first thing they're going to do is tell you to remove the cataracts. And I said, yeah. And he goes, and it's, and I said, yeah, I know how much it is to do that. It was like five grand or something. It was 1500 per eye. And that was five years ago (laughs) or it was like three or four years ago when he started getting them. And I said, I don't even want to know what it is now. And I said, and I'm not doing that. And I'm not putting a dog through that unless he was like a puppy. You know, that's crazy. Well, I mean, who's to say he's going to survive the surgery? Exactly. For sake? Exactly. I mean, so, and, and here's the thing you know. is it's just like, is there something just to manage the pain? Because I mean, quite yeah. honestly, it's just that's, like, yeah. I just, why would you give dog eye surgery, you know, at this state? It just seems right. silly. You wouldn't right. want to put, you wouldn't, like, why would you give a 90-year-old eye surgery? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, you know? he, I, I do, he does have drops for that now. So he gets drops twice a day and he, so he's not, he's not uncomfortable. And he wasn't yeah. really uncomfortable already. He was just a little bit irritated. So now he's fine. But anyway. I stand with you. Those vents were being ridiculous. I will. Well, I think what it is, is they are so accustomed. Like, for example, um, in the same conversation we were having, and the vet was great, by the way. I really liked him. He said, um, well, you know, we didn't hurt your baby. And I said, okay, he's a dog. Just tell me the science, please. Like, I don't, I don't hurt need your baby. I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, look, I know that you deal with a lot of that. Like most people like, they're like my children and I get it. I, I'm not saying that's not real, but that's not who I am. And I'm like, look, I, I love my animals more than anybody. I spend way too much money on making sure that they're healthy. However, he's not a baby. All right. 
I'd be like, Plus, I didn't pull up in a stroller. He no. wasn't wearing like a pink leather jacket with a bow. And I even said that to him. I go, look, I realize that you deal with people that think that. I said, but that's not who I am. I am fascinated about his eyes. Tell me what's going on with them. And he's like, oh, well, this was so exciting. He goes, all the doctors came in to look at him. We were so fascinated because we never see cases like this. And I'm like, awesome. Cool. He goes, I know we're talking about your pet. And I'm like, you're talking about an animal with an unusual eyeball. I want to hear usually, about it. Usually I walk in and be like, okay, what's, well, how much is this? That's usually what I say. I'm like, so is he going to die? No. So then how much is this elective procedure? Yeah. $80 <laughs> That's usually later. what I say. Yeah. $80 later and I have eye drops. So it's fine. It's fine. Anyway. That's usually what I do. I'm like, I'm not really interested in the science. I just need to know, is he going to die if I don't do this? No, no, he won't. But he'll be uncomfortable. Okay. How do I make him uncomfortable? Is How much is that? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what happened. So anyway. All right. Well, that is our show. Yay. We did it. We made it. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> so. I don't know why. It wasn't that bad. It was good. No, it was great. I mean, I'm glad we talked about what we talked about. And now uh, we we can uh, for, move forward and talk more about raunchy uh, feet. And, um, you know, what Gwyneth Paltrow is trying to sell people for the COVID. And, uh, you know, She's trying to sell forward. people f- with COVID? Next week. We'll talk about okay. it next week. Yeah, she, she's oh, getting a lot of shit for it to. again. I hate her. But oh, no, she's just still... No, you know what? She's just ramping up her vib- vibrator game again. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, have a good rest of your week. I'm glad the country has finally warmed up. Uh, so hopefully you can really? uh, get out and get some sunshine or just warm warm up your home. That's, uh, that's nice. Yeah. Stay warm, everybody. Enjoy your week, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.